This episode was recorded on Ngunnawal country. I pay my respects to the traditional custodians who nurtured and cared for this land and to all Aboriginal listeners. I don't introduce myself as in a professional setting as I'm Richard the Nudist. Always depends <laughs> where the industry you're in. That's right. <laughs> I'm also very aware that I'm sitting here with my clothes on, surrounded by people without their clothes on. There's one or two with clothes on still around, but it's whatever you're comfortable with. I don't think we're going to be here long enough for me to get comfortable. <laughs> what would the world be like if everyone was naked? How do we find true meaning and connection in life? I'm on a quest to meet people who have found connection and meaning in their life. People who make time for something that has value and purpose or makes them feel joyful and alive. I'm convinced that through meeting these people, I'll find one thing I can be doing to bring more connection and meaning into my life. So I quit my job, bought a pop-up camping trailer, and I'm heading off on a journey around Australia to see what other people are doing. My name is Kai, and I'm on a journey towards connection. Did you know that Canberra is a 100% renewable energy city with approximately 70% of the ACT dedicated to nature parks? It's within this natural environment that I met Richard, who identifies as a flag-waving nudist. I, on the other hand, identify as a never-nude, which made interviewing Richard quite the experience for me. I got naked in the hope that being more comfortable with my body would open up a pathway to connection. I was chubby when I was a kid, like from probably you know, eight, nine, 10 years of age. And I learned pretty early on that that was not acceptable by society. So I've probably disliked my body since then. For years, every time I felt vulnerable, I, I just got tattoos. I got my first tattoo when I was 14 and I drew it myself and it looks like it was drawn by a 14 year old with no artistic talent, which is exactly what it is. The whole tattoo infatuation only got worse in my mid twenties when I realized you don't actually have to pay to get a tattoo done professionally when you can just use a sewing needle and ink from the local art store. And so I got into that for a while, the joys. My name's Richard Perry. I have been a nudist probably since my mid-twenties. Prior to that, my relationship with my body was pretty caustic. And so my wife, my female partner, is also a nudist. But since about my mid-twenties, and I'm now 45, we've been members of the ACT Nudist Club. On and off, but more, more intensively recently, been very frequent visitors down here at Canberra Pool. You seem to know a lot of people down here. Well, we've, I've been coming down here for years, yeah, so um, it's a nice, friendly, sociable group and there are some people here who are members of the Nudist Club and others who aren't, but are regulars down here who I know, just by being friendly. <laughs> so it is like a community vibe then? Yeah, I mean, I don't know everyone here and, you know, it's, it's nice to see that there are kids down here today and that there are groups of women coming down here and, you know, that's, that's all lovely to see. So it's a real, real community vibe down here. Can you describe the scene for me? Where are we? So we are at the first beach of Canbar Pool in the ACT. It is by the Murrumbidgee River, which is flowing reasonably swiftly at the moment because we've had a fair bit of rain. We're on a, on a, a sort of a sandy stretch, you know, with casharinas sort of towering over us. Uh, we're sitting in the shade of one of those casharinas. 
And in front of us, we're at the back of the beach because we just wanted to get some sort of privacy, I suppose. But in front of us would probably be 40 people, maybe, mixed genders, mixed ages, some swimming in the river, some just lying around, and a lot of people socialising. And I would say everybody except for one or two people are naked. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Before we sit here for too much longer, I should probably ask, what are the rules of being in a, in a space like this? Uh, so the rules are much the same as any other social context. You know, the classic rule is that you always need to have something under your bum when you go to sit down somewhere. So nudists or naturists will always carry a towel with them or something that's wrong or whatever. Because it seems practical, like I can see lots of ants, but is it also that that's a, that's a politeness, that's a, yeah, a respect? Yeah, it's, it's etiquette, it's just hygiene, it's just, you know, you know no one wants to to share bum sweat so that's all (laughs) you can look at it but don't touch it (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's largely i mean you have to be very careful with taking photos you definitely need the consent of everyone in the in frame and and even just taking a camera out just sort of gets people on edge because you know you could be taking photos or video Mm. waving it around and that's the problem with smartphones too is when you take it out and you're sort of sitting back here looking uh, and I'm sort of I'm, I'm miming as if I'm holding a phone up um, you know you might be quite honestly just looking at whatever's on your phone but for all intents and purposes you could also be filming other people so yeah so where to get is just to be super conscious about that and, and about respecting people one of the other bits of etiquette I mean it's certainly something we we're very conscious of at the nudist club is not to publicly identify our members for some people being outed as a nudist could be career limiting for others it's just not a concern but you don't want to assume you don't want to assume anything so do people know about you do people know that this is something that you do both career or family and friends basically all all my family and friends know and uh, quite a few colleagues at work know i mean i don't introduce myself as you know in a a professional setting as i'm richard the nudist Um, (laughs) but always depends what industry you're in that's right (laughs) but uh, you know if it comes up in conversation you know i'm very comfortable Okay, so the rules are put something under your bum and be careful with phones, smartphones and cameras. As I say, you know, the rest is really just normal societal norms and conventions as, as anywhere else. You don't go to the bowling club and start masturbating, right? So you don't do that here. That's a message that <laughs> probably needs to be reinforced with some people. But yeah, uh, fortunately not too many. And I suppose that would be the difference between coming to an outdoor space like this and then, say, one of your clubs. How do rules like that get enforced in a public space like this? I guess it's collective sort of action, I guess. If there's something that, that, that's going on and it's gratuitous enough and sort of crossing boundaries, and then some of the old-timers here will take it upon themselves to, you know, we've, we've marched people out of here before. I guess reinforcing that this, particularly this first beach, is is a family friendly. We've got little kids down there. It's a family friendly place, and anything that starts to look sexual is completely taboo here. I mean, I, Camba Pool is 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 complex and different to a lot of other spaces and and this is a controversial topic even here that there are other activities that go on further downstream there's so many things i want to get into there but i'm also very aware that i'm sitting here with my clothes on (laughs) surrounded by people without their clothes on there's one or two with clothes on still around but it's when whatever you're comfortable with yeah i don't think we're going to be here long enough for me to get comfortable (laughs) so i think i'm just going to do it (laughs) do you need to hold the mic 
<laughs> Maybe I'm holding onto the mic right now because it's, <laughs> it's like my safety blanket. <laughs> but um, before I just take my clothes off, like I do identify as an ever nude. Yep. Okay. So I've been with my partner for four and a half years. Yeah. And until very recently, she'd never seen me naked. So oh, right. clothes on during sex, yeah, the whole right. the whole works. So this is like way out of my comfort zone. Yeah, it's, that's huge for you. So total <laughs> respect that you're coming down here. Very courageous. Nothing but to do but just to leap in. <laughs> so I'm going to do it. I'm just going to I'm just going to take them off because yeah. that's what I'm here well, to I do. Hope, I, hope. I hope it's transformative <laughs> for you. I really do. I'll start with the headphones. That's yes. that's the least <laughs> frightening thing to take off. But also, I want to preface it by saying, like, I feel comfortable in other people's nudity. Like, yeah, it okay. doesn't actually bother me having, like, I barely notice that people around me are naked. Yeah, right. It's okay. just very much a me thing, not an yeah. other people thing. Well, I mean, I think the conversation you were relating earlier about, you know, uh, are people going to look at me? Are they going to, you know, or are they not going to look at me? Should I be offended if they don't look at me? Should I be, should I be honoured and chuffed if they do look at me? <laughs> What's the answer? People might have a fleeting glance and then move on very quickly. Uh, and that's, that's probably the answer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that sounds good to me. All right, okay, I'm just going to take my clothes off. Go for it. Okay. The T-shirt has come off. <laughs> yeah, it's like playing strip poker. How many layers are you allowed to put on before it's unfair? <laughs> and I feel like I'm losing as well. <laughs> oh, I might stay sitting down because I feel like it's hiding it more. No, I'll stand up. Whatever's easiest. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I'm butt naked. Butt naked. Well done. Congratulations. Thank you. I will put a hat on though. Being sun smart, you only you only want your your, your nipples and your, your bits burnt once and you never forget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just sitting here naked, completely naked. But you will have noticed that looking around, no one has turned to get gawk at you. Yes, you've just got naked but no one is paying any particular attention no more than they would to anyone else in the space so you yeah. know there's safety and anonymity i think <laughs> and safety in, in you know having a body that really is not actually yeah. much different from anyone else's it just dawned on me i should probably cross my legs while i'm sitting here <laughs> can you remind me to cross my legs more often i'll bear that in mind <laughs> first of all tell me about why why did this appeal to you so a bit of ancient history. My dad was a social nudist and we lived on very private acres and he ran around nude whenever he could. But he did so without sort of, you know, despite perhaps mum's preferences. And he did so in a way that I thought was actually pretty ugly. I just remember trying to sit down on a Saturday evening to watch the world around us or whatever was on the telly. And he'd sort of come and stand into view with his bits hanging right in line of sight. It's like, come on, Dad, you know. But it was always him versus the rest of us. And so I was actually, for a long time, quite opposed to, you know, being nude. And I guess it really, you know, I guess it was fine. It was not, a, not an issue for me until I started university. And what do, you know, people at university do when they've had a few drinks? Well, some, some of them go doing streaks across the, the Oval, you know, after having a few drinks or whatever. And we, we went up to Stockton Beach and had a fire up in the sand dunes up there. And, you know, my friends went barreling down the sand dunes in the buff. And, and I was like, I couldn't join them. I, I didn't feel that I could give myself that permission to do that. Realised that I had a, a bit of a hang-up and a, an issue. And I just decided I wanted to tackle it head-on. And when I met my wife, 
and she mentioned that you know she'd been to a, a nude beach. I saw that as sort of the she was going to be the person who could sort of hold my hand and and help me to overcome that phobia. This has sort of been the way that we've decided we want to live our life when we when we can and it's practical. We we choose to be nude. We don't seek to throw it down people's throats or impose it on people but you know we find it liberating and it's just fantastic also we've raised our own kids in this way and it's just fantastic to see them completely free and spared of the body anxieties and body image issues that I felt as a kid and and I'm you know I feel somewhat vindicated by that. So tell me about the first time that you got naked in a public space. The first time was on Magnetic Island and there weren't very many other people around. I mean, there's another couple or something down the other end of the beach. But still, I was as nervous as hell. And all I wanted to do was run from where we dropped our towels and straight into the water as fast as I could, basically, and seek, seek protection there. <laughs> I have had that thought already, but I also realise I'm going to have to run past a lot of people. So I don't That's know whether right. I feel safer hidden back here <laughs> or in the water in front of all the people I can't tell. Yeah, you've got to run the gauntlet here. That's right. And, and you don't want to plunge straight in because you see there's some some shallow rocks down there so you got to pick your way carefully <laughs> so yeah so you were nervous as hell you wanted to run tell me more we were a long way from the other couple i can't say that my my dear wife was all that helpful to me <laughs> <laughs> so she was trying to have fun with all of that and got the result she was looking at which made me run even faster into the water so it was about body issues it was about wanting to overcome the way the relationship you had with your body yeah absolutely that was prim- that was my primary motivation i'd never imagined that i would sort of become a flag waving nudist or something like that or that this was going to become a defining feature of the way i've lived my life it was really just wanting to you know just being annoyed with myself for having that phobia and for not being able to to let myself do what looked to be fun cartwheeling down sand dunes looked like a lot of fun in the nude and I couldn't do it because I can relate to that in how restrictive it is to be so self-conscious you know I mean like I said I have sex with my partner with my clothes on you know I would love to be naked And I guess there is that annoyance with myself as well. And for me, it also comes down to politics. You know, I want to be body positive. I have this real feminist philosophy and being so self-conscious and hating my body doesn't align with my politics and my values. And there's that real internal struggle that I feel around wanting to not Mm. give a shit about what I look like naked and then really giving a shit about what I look like naked. I can totally understand that that conflict is real and you know I guess you know this is this is fantastic that you're here as part of your own personal journey you know I just hope it I hope it opens doors for you or releases you from some of that. As a male I can't pretend to relate to everything that you've experienced but um, you know, my own journey was was one such that I, you know, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie and say that my self consciousness or you know hang ups with my own body sort of instantly evaporated and never, never to be seen again. That's actually why I'm here. <laughs> I was hoping I would leave a liberated person. <laughs> yeah, no, it's something you still have to work through, but you you learn to be kinder to yourself. And and as I say, your experience when you sit down here and you talk to other people, and you know, you might look at them and note something about them but you mean the primary focus when you're sitting here of course is the conversation the, the relationship that you're having with that person and you quickly realize that the body you're, you're presenting with isn't pertinent to it at all do you think most people are drawn to this for the same reason because they want a better relationship with their body like why are other people drawn to it do you think i think people come to it for lots of different reasons i think that's a common reason you know i mean it's one that you often hear because it seems almost counterintuitive to think that 
to overcome body issues, you need to be completely exposed? Like, is it exposure therapy? Like, how does it work? How does having a fear of being naked and then being naked actually help you overcome your fear of being naked? I guess it is a bit like exposure therapy, not that I'm a psychologist and know exactly what the ins and outs of that. But, you know, I guess the, the thought process when something like, if I can exist in a space where others could see me and not judge me badly, then maybe I can begin to not judge myself badly and accept myself. Because every time I feel insecure, I tend to layer up even more. <laughs> and yeah. so yeah. it's it's like a radical self-acceptance. But like there's something, I just keep thinking how radical this is because, you know, every part of me when I feel vulnerable wants to either get more tattoos or more clothes. I think it's also, you know, people will have particular hang-ups about different parts of their bodies. Uh, you know, you've, you've got tattoos over, over your body. Um, Which ironically is one of the things I like to hide now because I hate them so much. <laughs> That's why I've never had one, because I, I've never had an attachment to any particular symbol or design that I'm necessarily convinced I'm going to be happy with for the rest of my life. You're, you're very wise. Actually, the last swimsuit I bought was just a few weeks ago, and I got neck to knee oh, because wow. I was like, I need swimmers that cover more of me, and really, in particular, my tattoos. I was like, I hate them. I want them covered. So oh, wow. and my sister makes a comment that when I go swimming, I put on more clothes than when I'm actually out of the water just to go swimming. Well, look, I mean, this will, I don't know. I mean, maybe this will help you to sort of accept that the tattoos you've got now they're just they're part of who you are and and, and your life story and they represent something a point in time you know mightn't be who you are now but it's a bit like you know stretches and wrinkles you know they're just uh, markers of life's journey Presumably, once you started to feel more comfortable, what's the draw to continue to come back to these spaces? Well, I find it is it is very liberating. Once you've spent a sort of a whole day nude and you go to put your clothes on at the end of the day and you feel them on your skin and it, it feels restrictive, you know, even the nicest clothes don't feel as good as being naked. I also enjoy the authenticity. I think, as, as you witnessed, you know, when we first arrived, you know, a lot of people here know me and, and, I, and I've had some fantastic conversations with people and more so than I would engage with people if I was on a normal clothes beach. I just, you know, they're doing their thing, I'll just leave them alone. I have no particular interest in, in getting to know people. But, you know, I just find the quality of the friendships I've made through nudism is, is, has been fantastic. And that's not to say all my friends are exclusively nudists, but many of them are, most of them are. And I just really appreciate the, the ability to have frank and open, honest conversations and there's nothing to hide. And do you think that's the nudity that brings people together like that? Or do you think it's the type of person that's drawn to nudity? I don't think there's any one type of person drawn to nudity. Uh, there's, you know, this, this crowd here is pretty diverse. Well, it looks very, uh, very Caucasian. But I think, you know, if you look at the politics of people, if you look at, um, you know, what this represents to them, you know, there's all sorts of motivations. I don't know, you don't, you don't have to ask what people do for a job. It's just not relevant. Those markers and, and signifiers that you use and or associate with choices in clothing, they're not there anymore. I mean, you're basically left with the way people conduct themselves and the way they relate to you, you know, that's about it. Because that's interesting because I have really used clothes in my adult life as you know identity markers and, and I really I think I choose my clothes both consciously and subconsciously to express you know who I am my queerness my politics I really read other people's clothes and what that says about them and here that's that's just gone 
Yeah, it is gone. And maybe I'm a bit of a chameleon, but I mean, you know, I, I do exactly the same in my professional context. I mean, in my professional life, I I wear a suit. Not clothes I prefer to wear if I was just hanging around. I don't think anyone does. I mean, God, can we drop suits already? Um, <laughs> well, I like a suit. <laughs> but that's sort of the uniform of, of business and corporate life. And you can't help but read something into the choices that people make with their clothing. And it's superficial. I mean, as I say, if, you, if the way I present in my professional life gives no inkling that this is actually the more significant part of who I am. Being naked, just um, it's, a, it's a great leveller. And so sitting here now, if you spotted someone from work and they didn't know that you're a nudist, how do you think you would feel with those two worlds essentially colliding? So that's happened a couple of times. And, you know, again, that might be a camera thing. <laughs> you have a, a situation where very quickly you need to make a decision. And both parties need to make a decision. You can either make this awkward, and if any one of those people chooses to make it awkward, it's congratulations, you've now made the situation awkward. But if both of you decide, okay, that's interesting, I know something new about you, that's cool, um, no judgment, how, how are you going? then it's not awkward and you can just, you know, you respect people's privacy. You don't blurt out of work, hey, good to see you down at Canberra Pools. You know, how's your suntan going? Didn't recognise you with your clothes on <laughs> <That's> today. <right. laughs> you know, if both people sort of just take it in their stride, then it's not a problem. Uh, it hasn't been a problem. It's happened to me probably three or four times now. Um, and fortunately, three or four times, um, it's, it's been absolutely fine. I'm still just getting used to the fact that I'm sitting beside you naked. (laughs) (laughs) But you must have had moments in that conversation where your mind went somewhere else. I did, and I forgot for a lot of the time, and then I saw my, the reflection of myself in your glasses. And so, and so this, that'll happen increasingly, right? You, you'll come to realise that, hey, I've actually been sitting here for five minutes and haven't and completely forgotten, and you're comfortable. So this podcast is around me looking at what brings people meaning and connection. How does this bring you meaning and or connection? I guess it's about being the change I want, I guess, as well. It is, it is liberating. It, it brings out honesty and authenticity. It deals with some of the biases around body image and self-consciousness and all the rest of it. And it's a bit of a political statement as well, uh, a, a bit of a fuck you to societal conventions and which don't fit my sort of proclivity. So I think for me it's my own little bit of radicalism as you as you mentioned before the, the body image and self-consciousness issues is has been a lifelong journey and i guess it's just a continuing effort finding peace with who i am and and this is part of my ongoing journey you know whether it's to do with my body or my own sexuality or all the rest of it over winter when there are a few opportunities to get nude i, I do go a bit crazy uh, i think <laughs> It's now definitely my preferred state and all our holidays, our family holidays, they all feature opportunities. It's just an enjoyable way to to exist. Because I was thinking about this on the way to meeting you, probably when I was wondering why the hell I'm doing this. I think I was thinking about how my own self-consciousness and and my own, I guess, essentially self-loathing, you know, when when you really don't like your body. I think that gets in the way of connection and meaning for me. So I thought maybe or hopefully 
being more comfortable with my body or learning to accept it might actually help clear a pathway for me to find meaning and connection in all areas of life. Going back to, again, my relationship of not being naked in front of my partner or just not feeling comfortable with my own body in any kind of space. And I thought that probably gets in the way of meaning and connection. So maybe this will clear that pathway. That that, that makes a lot of sense. And if if there are parts of who you are that you you can't love or don't love, then it really, that, that would be a barrier for many parts of of your of your life and 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 your, and your self-esteem I, I certainly feel more confident in you know in life knowing that you know that i'm comfortable in my own skin and uh you know i, I don't need to prove myself to many other people to sort of relieve me of some of those pressures i guess i do like seeing other people's bodies like i think that when i go to a regular beach because that's when you realise how diverse it is. I mean, people watching is is a fantastic pastime, <laughs> and you know, and it's not not in a not in a in a seedy way. But I, I do, you know, in any crowd, clothed or otherwise. Yeah. So how long have I been naked for now? I don't know. When did we get here? I feel like it's been about forty-five minutes, hasn't it? Yeah. I don't know. So I've been naked for forty-five minutes in your company. You I've go. known you for about sixty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually the person that I've been naked with the longest in my whole life. <laughs> oh, there you go. I hope, I hope, I hope that uh, record is passed very quickly. <laughs> I don't think so. So when do I start to feel really liberated? Because I wanted to leave here never needing to go back to therapy again. Well, when does think, that happen? I think, you know, I think if you want to feel more liberated, we just need to step up the challenge. Uh, <laughs> I won't do star jumps naked. That's no, where no, I draw no, the I'm line. not going to suggest we do naked yoga just yet. I mean, that, that would certainly be a challenge, perhaps. I mean, yoga clothed is a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> well, naked yoga is a thing. But I think um, for now... We, we can either perhaps go for a walk or we can go down to the, the river. For you, that's going to mean walking past 15 to 20 people there at the moment. Feels like more. I want to say there's hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be safety again in the water, yeah. but then you've got to get out. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. I think walking 30 metres to the beach, yeah. 30 metres to the water. 30 metres roughly, yeah. I just hope it's not too cold because I really don't like cold water that much. I don't think I know, I'll notice what temperature the water is. <laughs> I just like, want to get me, there. Cover me. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I'm going to get up and get in past literally everybody on the beach. Like a whole football stadium worth of people. Yeah. That is what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Let's just do it. Let's just go for a All swim. Right. So we did it. Walked, we did the, it. walked the gauntlet. And how was that? Yeah, I definitely prefer hiding at the back. Yeah? <laughs> but well, I, you did uh, it. I kept my head down and I just... You did it. Yeah, and I mean, walked in probably averted, you know, averted eyes and all the rest of it, but, yeah. you know, you did it without, uh, without too much fuss. <laughs> yeah, look, and, I, and I don't think anybody, anybody cares that no. I'm here naked. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And I think there's, as I say, there's... There's um, there's something you know kind of uh, there's something very nice about that too you know yeah this is people are just happy being within their own skin and and you know if, I think if you're happy within your own skin then you're probably much less likely to be judgmental of others yeah. and the skin that they wear. I have an announcement. Yes. I'm feeling slightly more comfortable. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> slightly. <laughs> well, that's great. And I'm feeling much less cold than I was just getting out of the river. <laughs> yeah. I had forgotten for a little while that I was naked. 
Well, that's great. As I say, this is this is fantastic. This is this I think is a pretty universal progression. I'll be interested to, to hear your reflections when we leave of what it feels like to put your clothes back on. Is it going to feel restrictive, or is it going to feel like uh, back to a comfortable place, a safe place? A bit of both, probably. But it's, it is nice feeling. I mean, here we are. There's a gentle breeze. The sun, if it's on your skin, is is quite warm. But the shade is is cool. There's there's lots of sensations going on. Yeah. And yeah, it, 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 you lose so much of that when you've got your clothes back on. I feel like I should pause for a moment just to to appreciate the breeze because you're right I can feel it it's sensuous without being you know without being sexual and it is it's kind of intimate and there's there's an intimacy even though everybody remains strangers there kind of feels like this yeah intimacy I don't know how else to describe it I think on a busy day, on a weekend, it's great. You know, there, there have been problems down here, and, and I don't, I don't want to oversell it, and I don't want to, I don't want to encourage someone who, particularly women, who can be vulnerable to, you know, there, there, there are pests that crop up from time to time, and I just, you know, I, I love this place, but you just have to have your wits about you and be, and to be careful, and you know, and I, I'm so sorry that that happens, and I'm angry that it happens. It's invariably heterosexual men with their heads in the wrong space uh, that cause problems here but at the moment I see no evidence of any of that and everyone's just having a good time. I think for a first timer, anyone who's thinking of doing it, try to reach out to find someone who you can share the journey with you know, it might be tempting I guess to come down here when it's quiet but there is safety in numbers. Um, you know, the fact that there's, there's so many people here, I think, for a first-timer is probably safer than it would have been had you come down here on a midweek sort of afternoon and there might have only been one or two others. It's an unregulated space in that respect. We can't stop them coming. They're out there. There's all sorts in the community. But there is definitely safety in numbers here. And that's a very good point. But also, I was dreading the fact that it might be packed. But now I'm grateful that it's packed. It's not just safety in numbers, but also comfort in numbers for for me, feeling insecure anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised by that. I, I guess the ultimate white male privilege is that I can come down here when there aren't many people and, and still feel comfortable. I'm wondering if there's also this assumption that if you're happy to be naked in public that you are hypersexual, you know, and there's this assumption that, you know, you are easier if, you, if you're already naked. I think that is absolutely an assumption that a lot of people make. Search into the internet, naked people, just naked, and the association with sex and the, and the misappropriation of the terminology of nudism, naturism, and the association with... I'm a sex-positive person, all right? But there's a time and a place, and this is not that place, and it's not that time. But people who, who haven't had an experience of nudism, whose only experience is, is in the online world, could very easily, and I think they often do, come away with completely the wrong idea that we're down here, there's going to be someone over there in the grass having sex, and that's just totally kosher. It's not kosher. Or some big group orgy. Or some great big group orgy, and that's part of the way it rolls down here. It's not. Right? And it isn't at any nudist club. It's not anywhere that calls themselves nudist or naturist. It's not to say that we're, we're all um, pious, asexual people of course not but it's just recognizing that this is a, a place that we all agree is not for that it's so that we can all feel safe and comfortable and there are quite a few women here i would say it's probably maybe 40 percent women 60 percent men i'd say roughly about that yeah what do you think the world would be like if everybody just all of a sudden stopped wearing clothes <laughs> 
I think would be a lot less consumerist. You wouldn't have the need to spend oodles of dollars on the design of clothes and all the rest of it and all the cultural baggage that comes with that. You know, it would certainly be more egalitarian. You know, obviously in Canberra, you definitely want clothes at certain times of the year. Winter is just dead set freezing. But, you know, if the option was there and the norm was that you were naked unless you needed to wear clothes for some reason, I definitely think it would be a better world. I wonder if people would be kinder to each other because I think particularly when it comes around bodies, we're shown particular types of bodies through the media, pop culture, every other way that we see bodies and the standard we're supposed to live by. I think if everybody was naked, you would probably see just how diverse bodies are. And like even looking around now, I'm like, wow, there is not a single body that looks the same as as any other body here. And I, I can't imagine how seeing everybody naked, how you wouldn't be more forgiving, accepting, accommodating. And when you can be more forgiving of others, you can be more forgiving in yourself. So what would life be like for you if you hadn't discovered this? It has coloured my politics. I I went into this consciously to recognise something in me that I didn't like and I wanted to confront it and to change it. And so I guess, you know, sort of dealt with that one. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And perhaps it has enabled me to, to continue to examine myself and to find ways to improve. Had I not done that, my politics could be quite different. I'm noticing people in the background putting on clothes and I find it really striking. It's almost strange seeing them now with clothes on. Yes, well, unfortunately, well, you know, you you can't walk back to the car naked. It's uh, against the rules. I'm okay with that. (laughs) So uh, if they are packing up to leave, yeah, they they do have to put their clothes back on. It is very striking and, you know, I encourage you to get naked in your own time. But I I was pretty sure that had you chosen to stay naked for much longer, you would have become self-conscious of being the only clothed person in the space. And and the role and the anxiety gets flipped. (laughs) I did notice that because it was funny. You got naked and I had my clothes on and I kind of forgot that I was supposed to get naked. Then I looked around and went, oh, wait, I'm the only one with clothes on. So then I thought, I've just got to take this off. I still, even though I am feeling more comfortable, I'm still itching to put my clothes back on. Still looking a little bit like a deer in headlights. Do I look, do I look really uncomfortable? <laughs> Perhaps. We can go for a little walk or do something like that, or we could quite, quite okay just stay put where we are. Okay, so it's, I feel like a walk is something I'm just like, I should do just to really like yeah, yeah. Test, test out how far I can go. It's a beautiful stretch of river. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Well, let's go for a walk. What do you think I did? Did I do all right? Of course you did. You know, that that was so internal to you. Outwardly, I mean, I wasn't exactly watching you too closely, but it was uh, absolutely fine. <laughs> There's nothing to hide the pee running down my legs, though. That's, <laughs> that's right. You, 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 didn't, you, didn't, uh, you didn't do that, so that's okay. <laughs> okay, I think I'm uh, ready to put my clothes back on. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> I always go, hmm, do I have to? But yes, it is that time. Hey, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? Good, good, good. I have a question for you. Have you ever been to a clothing optional space, such as a nudist beach? Yeah, yes, I have. Okay, and what's the appeal? I think there's 
a few appeals. Obviously, it's not the norm in our society, so there's a novelty factor that's pretty exciting. There's an element of freedom in taking off your clothes when it's accepted, when you and your body are accepted. And it can just be really convenient sometimes when you forgot your cozies. And last weekend, I went for a swim with a really good friend. We went back to hers and we were getting changed and going out to a festival. And in her room talking, she was like, oh, yeah, you know, just get changed if you want. And I was like, great. So I, like, dropped my cosy, dropped a bikini, like, the bottom of the top. I was there talking to her. And she appears to be a very free-spirited person. But she did the, like, big eyes of, oh, and was like, oh, I'll leave the room. And I was like, oh if you want to like, <laughs> no worries I was like oh cool 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 <laughs> we're not those kind of friends eh <laughs> so do you think that being naked in a public space could help someone overcome body issues yes definitely and if I reflect on my experience I am somebody who has a larger body and I often have in my life or a fat body if that's a word that you identify with and I think I guess I've had a funny relationship with my body. I grew up with a single mum who we walked around naked often and we went to the bathroom with the door open. So for most of my life, well, my young life, I didn't think my body was anything to worry about and didn't think about hiding it. And then I hit that kind of, I guess, teenage, early 20s period where you're manifestly made aware of your body by others, by society, that no matter what your body is like, something is wrong with it. And so I went through probably a maybe less than 10-year period of not loving it or questioning it. And I think for me, and then I came out the other end through sexual experiences, through being nude in spaces, the things I am ashamed of showing are scars and things that have gone wrong and things that I've had to heal from Mm. because I'm so used to having to be so independent and tough and strong and feel that, you know, I'm a good representative of the fat community by being like, I'm fat and happy and healthy, but for being healthy it means you can't have these other things and you can I feel more shame about ever talking about if I like had a bung knee or a bad back or like something as a fat person rather than like getting my tits and vagina out. I went to a nudist beach last Sunday. I was hoping that I could overcome some of my body issues just by being yeah. in that space. And although after a while I forgot that I was naked, I don't think I left feeling any more empowered about Um, my body. I think there's something to do with the level of comfort, right? And maybe one time wouldn't achieve what you're looking for. So you think I need to keep going back? I think so, unfortunately. And it, it might never do it for you. You might still feel the same way as the first time at the second time. There's something to say about creating habits or creating new neural pathways that take more than once. My podcast is about the search for what brings people meaning and connection. Do you think that your relationship with your body has any impact on meaning and connection in your life? I have never really thought about that, but immediately, yes, sprung to mind. Because I think, as I said earlier, having that relationship that I largely assume is pretty normal for everyone, but might not be, of about 10 years of kind of having society make you loathe your body and question it was probably when I felt less, the least connected and happy. And loving my body also, 
I'm not sure if it caused it or coincided with having a great part of the rest of my life being happy and confident and secure, which in turn has allowed me to connect with others. And for me, connecting with others is such a basis for being happy and content with your life. Well, this has been incredibly inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What a joy. And it's so nice to talk to a female who is actually happy with their body. My pleasure. I wouldn't say that I'm comfortable, but I am more comfortable standing here naked now than I was a couple of hours ago when we arrived. Well, I think that's fantastic and, and hopefully, you know, if some people have no motivation or a need to, to do anything more or to, to, to go down this path, but if you you feel motivated to do so, I think it's a, that's a great start. And, um, you know, I think considering where you've come from and, and, and the relationship you've had with your body, I mean, that's, that's a huge milestone and an achievement, I think. I am pretty proud of myself. I wasn't sure. Like, I, I knew that I had to take my clothes off. There was a part of me that was like, will I or will I chicken out? <laughs> and how badly do I need to do this, really? <laughs> yeah, basically. And I also thought, how the hell do I keep getting myself in these situations? <laughs> Look, I, I hope you come away from this with, uh, you know, a bit of a buzz, feeling good about yourself. I love it. And it's a thing that I'm, I'm sure I'm going to keep coming back to until I can't get myself down here. I think I'm going to do this again one day. I don't think I'm in a hurry to do it again, but I do also really want to work on my relationship with my body. I'm a bit tired of hating it so much, and I think I've got better things to worry about in the world. There are bigger things going on in the world than my terrible tattoos and stretch marks, and I want to shed the way I feel about my body, and I think this was step one. Absolutely. And I'm totally with you. There's, there's so many things that we need to work on together to, to improve the world and your body's not one of them. I really plan to and want to raise my son in a way where he doesn't have the same body hang-ups that I have, where he doesn't live with that kind of shame because I think it's really sad and I just really hope that he doesn't inherit the shame and I'm going to be really conscious around the way I talk about bodies and and my bodies and other people's bodies because yeah I I hope he's liberated from from what I've lived with for most of my life. I think there is a terrific opportunity you have you know to mould a little human um, in that way. We've raised our own kids in this way they don't they're, they're a bit older now they don't choose to hang out nude but they I, I, I do know that they're completely free of those those body image issues that, that certainly I carried. When they're around people they're familiar with, they're happy to be nude too. What I actually like the most is the people here. Everybody seems relaxed, comfortable, non-judgmental, don't give a shit. I think that's a, a common experience around the place, but maybe more so here. It's a magical spot. This is my happy place. Well, thank you very much for this experience. Thank you for helping me take my clothes off. <laughs> you did it all by yourself. But thank you for, yeah, being really generous, respectful, open, courageous, naked. Yeah. Uh, and actually, it was also a really nice day. It was perfect day to go swimming in, in nature in a beautiful spot in a beautiful part of the world. Thanks so much. Thanks for coming down here. Okay, uh, can I put my clothes back on? Yes, I think you can, and I will do the same. And uh, you know, feel those uh, those horrible yarns against your skin. It's, the wind and the sun is much nicer. Yeah, well, we'll see how we go. 
This podcast was created by me, Kai Noonan. Thank you to Sophie for also participating in this episode. Audio production by Harry Hughes. Script editing and advising by Adam Hughes. Check us out on Instagram. Just search Towards Connection.